This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Here we go. It's hour three. G-Bag Nation on 105.3. The fan. Hope you're having a great Friday here. We got... uh some interesting uh, Super Bowl uh, leftover news. Super Bowl leftovers coming to you right here. Then we're going to get into a, a coach of the year discussion. We'll talk about the state of our coach here going into uh, his final uh, year of the contract. A little lame duck action going there. Uh, it is uh, official. Tiger Woods has pulled out of the Genesis Invitational. Round two was off to a decent start. He was inside the cut, but uh, was it the back spasms, Brian, or something else? They're, they're saying that it was an illness. Uh, with Tiger, but yesterday when he came off the course, we saw the the shank that he hit at 18. Looked like that his swing was kind of holding together pretty well. He just missed some putts, you know, uh, you know, early in the round. But uh, they're they're calling it an illness, so we'll see what the official word is. I'm sure we'll uh, somebody will tweet it out here uh, uh, eventually. Just not meant to be. If I asked you, do you think Tiger Woods is going to give us another exciting weekend? Man, at some I, point in his career, I. I can't rule it out, dude. Yeah, I wanted to. I wanted to count him out already multiple times, and he he finds a way to continue to have moments. I still think he's a dude that if he's going to keep playing, then he will he will strike gold. You know, he can go on a three day heater. I yeah. think at any point, it has to be a place. I believe that he can now navigate. That he has more knowledge. I think it's if he's going to win again and another major. It's like likely to be Augusta. You know, he plays very well at the Open Championship at St. Andrews. Is very good for him. He's played before at Bay Hill and had success, but he's not going to do that anymore. It's going to have to be a course like the Masters at Augusta where he knows where to put the ball, where he knows how to read the greens, where he knows where all the nuances of the course are. Yeah, you he's know, not going to overpower yeah, a course he's, again. Yeah, he's, he's going to be able he, – he, he won last time by playing really smart. And that's the thing that gets a lot of people the first time. The pressure at Augusta get, gets a lot of the golfers, but they don't know where to put the ball. And he knows where to, okay, you got to be short here. Got to be a little long here. Got to be over on this side of the fairway. And their caddies can't explain that to him. The other players' caddies? It is, it is crazy to watch. And we've seen this. We've watched guys just falter down the stretch at Augusta. But that's if Tiger Woods is going to win again and win a major, it's going to have to be in Augusta. Well, I think he's got to hit the ball straight to begin with, you know, yeah. and he just he does not play enough and he can't stay uh, comfortable enough to to hit enough shots, I think, to get there at this point. So we're hoping the spinal fusion can at least put him back in a place where maybe he could play for an entire season without having to take uh, uh, too much time off and actually build momentum. All golfers need that, you know. Okay, there's a new video of Travis Kelsey uh, smoking in the club Sunday night after celebrating the Super Bowl. Apparently, uh, Taylor Swift appears to tell him to stop, and then he passes the unknown uh, cigarette thanking. Uh, we're we're assuming it's some of that uh, uh, some of that uh, recreationally legal cannabis. 
maybe a pre-roll that uh, uh, you know Kelsey's been known to enjoy in, in parking lots, usually in SUVs. This is a little bit different. You know, it's kind of a shock to the system. You go to some of these legal states and you see the marijuana shops everywhere, and then there's people uh, smoking in public. I'm just kind of surprised that it, it made the news uh, because it's it's legal there, and the NFL's kind of uh, taken a a different approach to testing for it these days. So I yeah. think we're in the in the last uh, days, weeks, months where that's still a headline, uh, but it is. I think the most interesting thing is. So Swift tells her, tells him to stop. You know, she's the only one in the group not partaking in this right. a, a particular activity. And uh, so he passes it and then lays a big kiss on her. <laughs> I got you, babe. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he was probably doing the, uh, he was doing like the shotgun deal. He was, oh, shotgun it was, it, it was the, it was the, it was the sneaky. You know, she's <laughs> like, hey, she's not telling him to put it out. She's like, all right, pass it. And then you give me what's mine. I can't be seen smoking this thing. I can be yeah. seen kissing my boyfriend. I, okay. I and, see. and her presence there is the only reason this thing is, is yeah. even making news. Yeah. It would be tough to be Taylor Swift if you do like to enjoy some of that, but you're out and about. You can't do that in public. Yeah. You know, she is under such a watchful eye, and yeah. she's got all these 10, 12, 13-year-old girls that, looking up to that's her. That's exactly yeah, she why. Would, she'd yeah. be shooting herself in the foot. Yeah. Still. You know, that's the, there's still the reality of that. Yeah. You know, just go ahead and sip cocktails and shotgun beers. That's perfectly yeah. okay, but we don't want the kids seeing you, you know, and enjoy the, the Lord's medicine, uh, which was obviously the Lord. I mean, it's in Mother Nature. Nothing here that he didn't intend to be. Darren Waller says Swift shouldn't get a Super Bowl ring. I guess that's a story. Trying to get Taylor Swift a Super Bowl ring to the point that uh, his statement about it uh, created a headline <laughs> in your Super Bowl uh, leftovers. Oh, that'll really fire up the masses. Oh yeah, yeah. No, there's there's no way. I mean, it's 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 borderline. I'd rather you know, her get one than Brittany Mahomes, though. Yes, yeah. She doesn't get ranking. one. She doesn't. Nobody gets one. Wags don't get one. There's it's it's players and employees that uh, the, the team likes. Well, if she marries Kelsey, then divorce him one day. She will get a Super Bowl ring. That's a fact. Oh, oh, indeed. It's the long play here. <laughs> yeah, uh, man. She is. She is definitely finding her way to the luxury shops. Like her wardrobe from year yeah. one, Brittany Mahomes to now. Like her gear is freaking oh. amazing. It's like Highland Park billionaire style. Is what she's rocking, Brian. Yeah, she's no, she's figured it all out. Yeah. though. I mean, and but you know, the hubby's hubby's doing quite well. Yeah, so she could, you know, she enjoy the fruits of that labor. Exactly. Yeah. NFL 2024 Coach of the Year. Who's the favorite right now, Brian? For next year, for this yeah. year, that's a good question. Jim Harbaugh. He nailed it. Oh, is that the fa- is that that for the Coach of the Year, Jim Harbaugh, right off the jump? All right. Yeah, you know I. They're I, trying to get sexy with it. You know but what I mean? isn't it the clear favorite? Like you have a team that's underperformed. You have a quarterback. You have good talent. You know, and what you're looking for is an improvement, like four or five more wins, a solid playoff appearance. You know, and I I think that's what the media is looking for, like one of these reclamation projects that somebody just couldn't get it out of you. And I, I think that's the perfect situation to kind of walk into where you could have success. I can't think of any other situation where there's a, a good quarterback with a new head coach walking into it. So a guy in Houston did not win the award, right? Correct. It was Kevin Stefanski who yeah, did. Because he had the weird thing of having to play like four different starting quarterbacks throughout the year and still being yeah. a oh, yeah. playoff team. Uh, Raheem Morris comes in third. Oh, it's Matt LaFleur is second at plus 800. They're thinking coming off that, that Cowboys winning a pretty good showing against the Packers. Maybe Green Bay is going to be a contender again, and yeah. LaFleur will be recognized. You go win that division or something there. You unseat the Lions in the NFC North. That'll get it done. You know, you go win 12, 13 games. Where's Dan Quinn on this? You know, they only gave me like the top 
five or six okay. guys. And yeah. I kept Googling, like, where's the rest of this list? I just couldn't find it on the internet. They honestly might not stretch it that far yet, just how yeah. with how early it is. Uh, so Raheem Morris, third uh, with Atlanta. Colts coach Shane Steichen, Texans coach D'Amico Ryans, T- Jets See coach that? Robert Sala, and Seahawks coach Mike McDonald all sitting there at plus 1,400. I, I would think that the Houston guy, if I had to put money down on somebody, I would. I think the Houston guy is going to have another really good year. Yeah, yeah, you know, and we'll, we'll have to see how the rookie quarterbacks go, but maybe, you know, things could go well. Um, I, You know, I, I I think for the Jets and, and, and Robert Sala as well, they, they appear to have a lot of good players around them. Sure. You know, maybe just a quarterback away. Yeah. Uh, McDonald with the Seahawks, that, that's tough right there. You know, but at, at plus 1,400, I, I don't know. I, w- I just wanted to ask you guys about Mike McCarthy, though. The, the only way I, I think, you know – he ends up getting his credit as if you have an insane amount of wins. Like, I, I feel like the national media has sort of made up their mind on Mike McCarthy. And maybe for good reason, maybe not, but I, do, I don't feel like he could do a great job and be appreciated for that. No, no, not, not, uh, not in the regular season, unless they're trying to, like, run the table or only losing one or two games. I, clearly, they would have to be the one seed in the NFC. You know, they're winning their division and they're the team getting that first round by. Then you can maybe start to have that conversation. But team like everybody expects the Cowboys to win double digit games in the regular season. There's not much you can do to impress the masses in the regular season for the Cowboys. Now it's all about what are you doing in the postseason, even when it comes to Dak and the MVP. It's like, okay, you're going to have to do quite a bit here for us to really feel like we care about this. So coach of the year is a 2025 bet after you make it to the Super Bowl or something. Because you got to have playoff success for the narrative to be spun up that you've done anything good. Yeah, great point. I I totally agree with. Are you hoping next year, Brian, that that it goes so bad that he gets fired, or are you hoping that he takes a significant step forward and you know we do a second contract with Mike McCarthy? You know, I I, I, he's going to get the Zimmer bump. I I I said it earlier. I think Mike Zimmer's going to save his job. (laughs) I do. How insane that is to think about. No, I, I do. I really do think Mike Zimmer's going to save this guy's job. I do. I think if my, if he lets Mike coach this defense how it needs to be coached, I think they're going to be even – I think they're going to be better on defense. I think they're going to be more accountable. I think the turnovers, the sacks, I think all those things, you know, are going to are gonna still be there. I, I really I, – I have a lot of faith in Mike uh, Zimmer. And I, I mean – from the from the word go when he got the when he was getting the opportunity I was I was like hopeful he would get this job and now that he got this job I kind of want Mike McCarthy to have some success because hmm. I, I want to see Zimmer I mean I, I think that much of Mike Zimmer that that I want to see him be able to you know I have some success and then that's a guy you want to see give him hell because we'll be pulling I do, for him I do I really do, and I have. No, I'm I'm more cheering for Mike Zimmer than I am McCarthy. How about that? <laughs> well, that is the, yeah. That's no surprise. But you've made but, that clear. But if Zimmer has success, that means Mike McCarthy's going to have success too. Hey, you know, if you get in the right personnel, they stay healthy, and Mike Zimmer does give them that toughness. Yeah. Um, then you, you could see them taking a significant step forward next year. I, and if they go all in, maybe you can build a team good enough to get like 15 or 16 wins but yeah. I feel like Mike McCarthy's probably middle of the pack and that's just that's throwing away money I, I think I'd rather bet on on Dak to win the MVP than uh, Mike to win coach of the year because yeah. I think that narrative is there for the taking I think you're kind of in a, in a mode right now that if you say I want to see Mike McCarthy get fired you're kind of a hater yeah and I'm like you know it's going to take care of itself 
either he's going to win enough games and it's going to be fine and we're all going to be happy about it and he's going to get have playoff success or he's going to get fired and we're like, okay, we, we saw this coming. Yeah. I mean, I, I think on a scale of 1 to 10, McCarthy's like a 7 out of 10 and you need like a 9 or a 10 uh, to give your guys the best chance. I'll take the 7 though because I, I think the Joneses could go into a coaching search and easily hire a 2. Do you guys feel a little bit less about Kyle Shanahan from what you're yes. from what you're observing. Yeah. Yeah, when it, when it comes to I mean to, Kyle uh, Shanahan does get you into championship games and Super Bowls. Yeah. But I would feel I would feel terrible if I keep having these opportunities and we can't deliver. I mean, I, I think he's a great play designer but not a great game manager. Um, and I, I, I think that narrative is probably going to stick to him pretty good unless he can break through and win the big one. Maybe he deserves more benefit of the doubt, though, because he, he's ne- he hasn't had the best quarterback, and he's he's made it to the Super Bowl three times no, with I, these quarterbacks that ne- would never would make it without him. I, right. th- I think there's some, I think there's some, absolutely, I, I totally agree with you on that, but I think that for all the praise he gets, there's some serious flaws to his game, and we and we like to give him a lot of praise. And we, yeah. we talk well, about him in a, in a glowing way. And I think now it's more like Gavin says. It's more like, well, he's a really good play caller. But he sucks when it comes to knowing what's going on with the, the game management stuff. Yeah, yeah. There's aspects to being a head coach that he is he has not proven to be good at. No. The good still far outweighs the bad with him. I feel like he cost his team an opportunity to win the Super Bowl the other day. Yeah, that's a fair thing to say. And they're also probably not sniffing the Super Bowl without him. So it's it's one of those weird deals. He still deserves more credit than he does blame by and large. But I think sure he's still a top five coach. Now, I, that I, the, the, the flaws in his game is yeah. where you get to the hair splitting of he's not the best coach in the league. That's for dang sure. But I'll take him over mine. And 29 teams would probably say, yeah, I'll take him over mine. But he does need to figure out his issues and get some help. I mean, our guy Nico Harrison was like, Man, I might need some help here. It's yeah. working for him. You know, yeah. Kyle Shannon, you might need to have a a, a right hand man, veteran coach who knows what he's doing here next to you for a, for a couple of these deals. Kinda, An overtime coach. I wonder if his I wonder if his players are so good it overcomes some of his coaching faults. Well, they haven't been good enough to overcome the faults because the faults are well, what have them still they, losing no, Super Bowls. No, no, they get in the game. They they beat Detroit. They beat Green Bay. You know, the players, the players find a way to you know get them into that. Sounds good, guys. Uh, Good discussion. Appreciate your thoughts on that uh, coaching topic. When we return here in the nation, it's time for the top 10 at 420. Where are we going with that? Yeah, and and Broadus really needed the woolly bully for that conversation because he'd have been right there with you, just ready to the mother bleep Shanahan at every turn there. So uh, sorry about that one, Broadus. You you lost a teammate on that one today. Guy guy needs to find a way to win one of these Super Bowls, I'd say. Top 10 list of the day. uh, Happy National Tartar Sauce Day. Oh. The best condiments to keep in the fridge door. 877-881-1053. That's next year in the nation. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back. It is the G-Bag Nation on the fan. Segments brought to you by Soda, the state of the art. It's brought to you by the Frankels. Life's unpredictable. Accidents happen. Franklin Frankel, the go-to attorneys for car and truck wrecks in DFW. If you or a loved one's been in an accident, contact Franklin Frankel. Free consultation, 214 or 817 Go online to truckwreck.com. Sands is going to join you coming up in 15 minutes. We're going to talk with Jared Sandler, the play-by-play voice of your Texas Rangers on radio sometimes and on TV sometimes. Uh, it's time now for the top 10. Here's Chief in for the Wooly Bully. Yes, sir. Happy National Tartar Sauce Day. This, this day's got a newfound special place in my heart. After falling in love with Gordon Ramsay's fish and chips, that fish wants a tartar sauce. And that fish got some tartar sauce. Got to make it homemade. Do you? Yes. You're not, you're not squirting the tartar sauce out of a bottle? Nope. Okay. Well, uh, if you have that type of dedication and motivation not that with hard. your tartar sauce. Not that hard. I'm assuming there's some mayonnaise involved. Yes. Yeah. I would like to thank Brian for bringing in the fish sandwiches with tartar today. Smelled good. I couldn't eat it, though. Yeah. It wasn't good, and I want to apologize. I appreciate the uh, the gesture. It was, it was a good day. Hey, shout out to Arby's for doing it. You guys it. like that? It was a good sandwich. I, I had never had the fast like food old. fish sandwich. Yeah. I got in about 12.15. That's my problem. And you still loved it. <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, I did, I did. I enjoyed it, man. I did, and I enjoyed those cold Dang curly it. fries as well. I wish Thank I could have enjoyed it for you, Brian. I'm sorry, man. That's okay. I, my I, taste buds are broken. I learned. I learned my lesson. I know. I You're never going to bring me anything again. I'm probably not. So you would have eaten the fish <laughs> fillet sandwich from Arby's I, I today, Dawson, today. had it been no, no. fresh. I was early today. I, I got. I usually get here like at uh, you know, like between twelve thirty well, and twelve forty-five, and I got here. I didn't have any morning uh, responsibilities. Vach uh, Lombardi and I did a podcast together. Uh, I got that out, and then, and then I was, and then I was here. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go pick it up, and I brought it in, and I'm, I was, I was a little more earlier than I normally am. So you know, I go, uh, I, I'm going no bread for Lind. So yeah. I was just trying to eat the fish fillet. Mm. And uh, it didn't sit with him the right it didn't, way. It didn't. Yeah. Okay. I was like, I'm not gonna I'm not I'm not gonna eat this if I don't like it. Yeah. You know? That's why I said I'm sorry my, my taste buds are broken. No problem, man. No problem. Apology accepted. Absolutely. But on this uh national tartar sauce day, the best condiments to keep in the fridge door. Tartar sauce is not a staple in my fridge. Uh, but maybe maybe it deserves some recognition here. Uh, but eight seven seven eight eight one one zero five three. The condiments that uh, is most definitely kept in your fridge door because I believe that's where we all keep our condiments. It's always in yeah. the door, right? Right. You're not you're not going prime real estate up there in the actual fridge proper. You're you're a door. You're that, I actually you have know, them, your place catch up. I actually have them organized. Oh, well, that is no surprise. Yeah, Lucius. Yo, condiments in the fridge door. Yeah. What's the guarantee? Well, we for definitely you? have tartar sauce in that joint. Gotta have the tartar sauce. Okay, yeah. so that's a staple. Okay, good yeah, to know. Yeah, for sure. Uh Duke's mayo. There you go. Or there's this Q pie mayo. It's like it's the Japanese mayo. Yeah. For for different occasions, no, different yeah. occasions no, he, for sandwiches. He's you know? right. Yeah. He's right. Throw that if you can if you get your hands on some Japanese mayo, it's excellent. You never, I mean, mayo is in so many dishes. You yeah, gotta it have it is, around, dude. man. You can use it to make tartar sauce. Yeah, and then I like to mix my mayo with ketchup. Yep. Make it like a little pink sauce. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it's different. Oh, dude, that was a staple Ooh. back in the uh, in the school cafeteria days, you <laughs> know, for I French fries and stuff. Yeah, dude. It was, <laughs> Lucius, do you deal with sriracha? Yeah, not much. No, okay. 
I love sriracha. You know what I'm saying? Sweet chili sauce? No. Yeah. Okay. There you go. See, there's things you, you there's things you could kind of advance what you do. It can kind of doll up things. You know, if you use a little, you use a, like say that sweet chili sauce, really good marinade, too. But you could also, uh, you know, like I say, I use it for the the fried stuff I do for like the egg rolls and things like that. Yeah, I think that's a must have. That's sort yeah. of like the uh, the this uh, from Chick fil A. What's their red? Yeah, I forget what they even call it now. Oh, the Polynesian. Polynesian, you know, like a Polynesian Ooh, kind of deal. I, yeah. I like to put the sweet chili sauce on my rice. Mm-hmm. Like mix it up in my rice. Yeah, you know, kinda, with a good teriyaki sauce. You could also do it on vegetables too, if you yeah. like, you know, like broccoli and things like that. It it make it coats it very well. Man, I cannot get over how many people are texting in that they have Whataburger spicy ketchup in their fridge right I now. Do oh, yeah, I do too. Does. I do too. I do too. How about Hidden yeah. Valley Ranch? You got to have some Hidden Valley Ranch in that joint. You really yeah. do. Yeah. yeah. Daisy I, sour cream. The, uh, yeah, Daisy the, Sour Cream. You know how much I love that. Yep. Dude, the, the Daisy Sour Whoa. Cream Ranch. I mean, I'm a big fan of that Ching. Hidden Valley, yeah. but that, that Daisy Ranch, <laughs> so good. That's a that's a that's a getting it done kind of ranch right there. Yeah. But the, the you know the ketchup uh, the the A one. Yeah. Okay. My my family does like a good oh, steak. So I was wondering about the A one. Sweet baby rays. Sweet yeah. babies. Oh yes, that's in there for sure. What kind of mustard do you have? Spicy brown. There you go. I see. I'm a, I'm a mustard fiend. So I got the regular, just yellow mustard, yeah. and then I got the the Dijon. Got to go for a little bit stone ground mustard. You know, a little you, gritty. A little gritty. Yeah. Gritty. I'm a fan of that. Yeah, uh, we got the Texas Pete's. I think Texas Pete's is the most underrated of the the hot sauces. You know, it's not a salsa, but it's in the Tabasco, it's in the Louisiana, I, that sort of family. The Texas Pete's is freaking fire, dude. It is a great condiment, but why would you put it in your refrigerator? Uh, oh no, no, no. I, yeah, that's a, that's fair. I don't think that's a refrigerator kind of deal. Like Tabasco okay. and all those things. That's a pantry. That's a, or that's, that's a cupboard. That's a serve warm type of a deal. Serve yeah. warm. Well, room temperature. Room temp. Yeah. Yeah. Room temp. Chick fil A sauce getting it done because that's the thing. Like with the Chick fil A and the Whataburger, like they have leveled up. And I think Wingstop needs to get into this mix here, Lucius. Yeah. When it comes to hey, we need to we need to have our ranch, our official ranch. As a grocery staple. Yeah. These needs to be floating around that refrigerator honey. doors across the country here, like Whataburger and Chick-fil-A are doing. That honey butter thing is incredible, too. I finally oh got my. a hold of some of that. That honey butter, dude. Yeah. I had one of those Wada Wings, those honey butter Wada that is, Wings. That's a breakfast staple oh right there. Oh, my gosh. That is good. Yeah. Avocado Ranch from Chick-fil-A. Oh, crazy. Really good, huh? Are Avocado you dipping nuggets ranch. in there kind of I'm deal? I'm dipping or? everything in there. I'm putting it on my salad. I'm getting yeah. extra on the side. Just yeah. lathering yourself in that thing. Yes, sir. How about this one, Lucius? Did you know they had the Duke's habanero mayo? Get a little spicy kick to that mayo. Six eight two is bringing it strong. I do want more habanero options. Check out rib candy if you're into barbecue or the uh, yeah the rib candy. I you see that stuff, Brian. Find that, and I, I know that's something that Matt Pittman, who's on the station on every Wednesday, that's something he talks about. Amazon's your friend there. Okay, I, yeah. I don't do the Amazon thing, so I, I'll figure that out. What's it called? Rib candy. Rib candy. Rib candy. It, 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 yeah. is, it is. It's a, so- a barbecue sauce. It's well. It, it's more like a, a glaze. Like a, yeah, like a sugary jelly Gla- syrup yeah. that you put over the top to finish yeah. you know, your barbecue, maybe some chicken thighs, but yeah. ribs mostly. I am so freaking give with it that, that dude. The, give it that glaze, that glaze. glisten, there you go. a little extra sugar. Just glaze. The, the the glaze is underrated. Shout out to Broadus's meatloaf. Yeah. Yes. That that's that's a oh. one seed glazer. Oh. Move over, Jay. All right, uh, here we go. Your top 10 list of the day. Happy National Tartar Sauce Day. The best condiments to keep in the fridge door. Outside looking in here, according to America. Cream cheese. Sorry about that, Dawson. Uh, Dill pickles, lemon juice, garlic, Worcestershire sauce. 
That's another one I don't put in the yeah. fridge. No. It's good on steaks, though. Yeah. It's good for a marinade if you want to use that. Oh, yeah, it is. Hell yeah, boy. Give me some Worcestershire sauce. Yeah. Oh, a- your ass. <laughs> <laughs> that A1 steak sauce is all the way down at 23. Really? Getting no love. I mean, that's terrific on steaks. You usually don't need it if you cook it right, right. but some people still want it for the extra flavor. And then it's good on burgers as well. I'm surprised. Yeah. That might be, we're, we're probably just, we have a we have a blind spot, yeah. you know, as a country here. Uh, number 10 is going to be some good old-fashioned soy sauce, otherwise known as a laxative from laxative. Ryan Baradas. I still use it quite a bit. Number nine, Hidden Valley Ranch Dressing. You're yeah. on the board, Lucius Alexander. Listen, man, it's the best ranch you can get out there in the streets. I hear somebody else, there's another ranch, though. So I got to fall back on that. Frank's got a good ranch, I heard. So Frank's Red? Yeah. Frank's Red's got a ranch. That's huh? what somebody just said. They're in the wow. ranch mix? Uh, that's probably the thing to do. If you're doing a if you're doing like a buffalo chicken kind of deal, Frank's Red with the yeah. Frank's Ranch is probably a good combo. And then somebody said Ken's Steakhouse Ranch. Yeah, that's, All right. Ken does a really good job with his uh, salad dressings, too. That you could get like a raspberry vinaigrette and things like that. Another good marinade if you have to use it. But yeah, Ken's has Ken's has got some high end uh, some some uh, uh, sauce with it. Yeah, Ken's got that sauce. Yeah, Ken's got the sauce. Okay, uh, we have just generically salad dressings coming in at number eight here. So if you're if Think you're a salad, be careful about that. Some of them are good, some of them are not. Yeah, I, I again, I'm a snob. I'll make my own. I think there's a way you can make stuff like that, vinaigrettes and things like that to put on your salad. Yeah, yeah. Number seven is just generic barbecue sauce. I think we all know that's Sweet Baby Ray's. Stubbs. Sitting in there. Don't sleep on Stubbs. Stubbs. Don't sleep on Stubbs at all. Stubbs. Okay. Yeah. My apologies. Yeah. Respect to the Stubbs. Yeah. Uh, number six, we got uh, a good a good salsa. I mean, I, I love a good, like, on-the-border salsa yeah. coming out of that jar. Broadus mm-hmm. is looking at me like I'm crazy. Oh, make you so. Gotta have a ninety-minute process. Gotta go ahead and enjoy a snack from scratch. I'll I'll make you some salsa. I mean, it can't be that. Six hours later, your ass gonna have some salsa. (laughs) I say that respectfully. It takes time. It really does. And if you have a food processor, you're hungry as hell waiting for that salsa. No, I mean, man. if you can dial it in how you want it, I say go for it because it is hard to find the perfect salsa. Proper Watch. amount of chunkiness. Watch. You know, do you like cilantro? Yeah. Do you, how salty do you want it? Yeah, Spicy, just sweet. Yeah. Do you want like a little like just, a? You just challenged me to do it. Is what you did. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, challenge. But you won't. <laughs> yeah, come on. Hey, you know what? I'll even make prove da- us wrong. I'll, I'll even make the damn chips to go with it. How I about bet that? you won't put any cheese on it. Yeah, you're doing too much. I bet you won't put it in the oven before you Wait. bring him here. <laughs> yeah. I you bet you won't. On time. I bet you won't sprinkle <laughs> bacon bits all over it. <laughs> Number five, we got a good old fashioned yellow mustard. I'm I'm a little bit disappointed. That's not at least a Mount Rushmore, but uh, top fiver. I'll kinda, take it. That's the one seed. French's. French's mustard. Yeah, give me a little Frenchy. Yeah, French's what a good. hot link! Just smothered on oh, a hot link dude. Yeah. on some yes. white bread, bro. Yeah, white bread <laughs> with a brat in there. Talk to me, dude. <laughs> That's a Tulsa coming out. Hell you right yeah! There. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Mayonnaise coming gotta, in at number four. He's at the gas station getting one of those. Sure is. <laughs> Sorry. Two for five. Two for five. Yeah. That's a good deal. Hot sauce, just generally hot sauces. So maybe maybe there's some folks aren't doing the hot sauce in the fridge door, Broadus. Yeah. You would obviously be a part of that crew there. I, I think that. I generally am like keeping yeah. the, the hot sauces out of the fridge. Yep. But, Is it Louisiana? 
Uh, yeah, it's just generic here. It doesn't give me the specific. Okay. Um, but for me, I think I think I'd go Texas Pete's, uh, okay. and then and then Tabasco in Louisiana right there. Yeah. Uh, the Chalua. You can make some good wings with that Texas Pete sauce and a whole lot of butter. You can make some good wings, bro. Okay. See, because I'll roll up on like a golden chick, get that roasted chicken, and then they give you the packets of it, and then I just smother the chicken (laughs) in it. (laughs) (laughs) Number two, we got the ketchup. And number one, I don't think anybody texted this in because it's kind of a tweener, but butter. Parquet. Well, butter is the, is the is the one seed there. Don't make my own butter, sorry. You also have yeah. to put like that real Irish butter. Bleep That's bowl. the best, by the way. Yep, that Irish butter. It's high as hell. Kerrygold. Kerrygold. Kerrygold is amazing. You know, you gotta you gotta refrigerate real syrup. So I was gonna say that as well. The real maple syrup. Yes, the real maple syrup. Time, Twenty. I love when you unscrew that thing and you can like the crystal uh, yeah. the, the crystal sugar is all like all over it. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh, it's beautiful. It's a real deal right there, straight out of a tree. Football's finest coming up at 5 o'clock. We're talking baseball and about your World Series champion, Texas Rangers. Sands jumps in next here on 105.3 The Fan. Thank you, Lucius. The Desert Invitational is going on on the MLB Network. I'm not quite sure what this is, but baseball is happening on TV. Jeff Passon's over here on this one, doing a hit on Pardon the Interruption from a backyard in Arizona. Looks like he could be in surprise. It really does as we're getting baseball excited with Jared Sandler joining us now here on 105 through the fan. Brian, what are you pointing at? Yeah, that's the the Desert Invitational is the college teams. It's uh, right now we're watching Boston College and Ohio State go at it. Right on. Okay. Well, good luck to those baseball gentlemen and and uh, and salutations to this one. Sands, how the hell are you today? Guys, I'm great. USC baseball, I think, is up next in the Desert Invitational. Fight on. Season going. And uh, that's got to be exciting for you. You still have buddies over there in that program? Um, you know, all the people who, from a, obviously the, the players are all gone, but from a staffing standpoint, all the, the staffers are no longer there. But I, I've, I've gotten to know their head coach, Andy Stankiewicz, who uh, played for the New York Yankees. And uh, he's done a really nice job with that program. So I know I'm probably the only person talking or listening right now who cares about USC baseball, but I care deeply, and I'm excited for them to kick off their season. I, I, I think you're underselling yourself, Sands. Yeah. I think people love your, your baseball backstory, you know, and I always like to get more details on that, and I know you're proud of that program. But I see a few details of this World Series ring that are leaking out. How, how closely are you, are you tracking this, and do you give it the thumbs up? Yeah, so I haven't. Uh, I, I, I bookmarked an article. I saw Evan Grant wrote something, and I haven't actually read it. Uh, but I saw something. I saw the headline. It was like uh, diamonds, gold, and creed. What might be on the, or what might the Texas Rangers World Series ring look like? I, I don't know. What do you guys? I haven't read it yet, so I don't know any of well, this. What I, do you guys think? I wasn't going to break it to you, but in the last paragraph of the story, they said for the first time, no broadcasters are going to get rings. Yeah, that was the main no, thing in that I, article. I know that's- that's tough, right? Tough, yeah. tough the quarter break. zip was a good yeah. one, though. You get that quarter zip, and that's you know that's yeah. the championship quarter zip will help you down the road. That's a good trade off. Yeah. What is your sure. what what ended up being your ring size, Jared? I think I was a a nine or a ten. Okay. That's a that's yeah. A, I don't know. I I don't know. I think I I, I was a. I'm assuming they're like fractions, right? You can be a ten and a half or whatever. I was a, a solid number, no fractions. I think. I was either a 10, they, they either started me as a 10 and then went down to a 9 or started me as a 9 and went up to a 10. Yeah. I, 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 I have kind of fat fingers, so um, I don't know. I, my guess is I was a 10, but I, I'm not sure. You're a hard 10 in my book, Jared. Hard 10, yes, sir. Uh, Jared, uh, 
pitchers and the minors, I think, is the thing that I'm thinking about as we get ready to head off to surprise. How many of the guys down there have a chance of coming up and, and being really helpful in one role or another for this baseball team this year? Well, they got names, right? Yeah. Uh, if here, Here's the deal. We, at, at this time of the year, we handicap the roster and we take 2023 performances and use that to inform us whether or not a guy's got a shot to make the team out of camp or how close they are. And it makes sense, right? I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Every year, there's always a guy that kind of comes out of nowhere or even if his name isn't out of nowhere, he makes a big jump and ends up making an impact uh, either sooner than expected or uh, in, in ways unexpected. And the Rangers desperately need that guy or one of those guys this year to be one of their young starting pitchers. So, you know, Cole Wynn, first-round pick at, at one point, uh, just has really struggled the last few years. Did he? Did something happen this offseason and he figured it out? Uh, you've got Owen White, who made his Major League debut last year. He's a guy who could very well be, uh, you know, a contributor at the big league level. But you know, whatever happened to him after he was sent down, and he was only called up intentionally for a, you know, a brief stint. Whatever happened after that, his performance was not such that the Rangers felt comfortable calling him up to contribute to the team in any capacity. Uh, but maybe this offseason has been big for him. Zach Kent, a guy who last year dealt with injuries when he came back. You know, his production wasn't great, but he's super talented and has a chance. And then, of course, there's Jack Ryder. Uh, and then, you know, that fifth name, which is the wild card, you know, someone who shocks you. But the Rangers, Gavin, this is the, the crux of the issue for the Rangers right now in terms of roster building. They need more production from young pitchers coming up through the system. Jared, uh, you know, generally championship teams have that hangover. And, man, for the for the Rangers, it seemed like a very calm offseason for them afterwards because you always kind of hear about this player's contract, this, that, and the other. It seems like this offseason went really, really, really well for this baseball team. Yeah, I mean, obviously everyone's, you know, been asking about Jordan Montgomery, but uh, – you know, other than Jordan Montgomery, there weren't any, and, and I wouldn't even say that's a surprise, right? I know some people sure. thought it was, you know, a done deal. He was going to come back. I, I, you know, and I shared this with you guys throughout. I thought it was the other way. I didn't think there was a high likelihood he'd come back. There wasn't that, you know, big surprise move. You know, it was not a surprise that Mitch Garver signed elsewhere. Uh, you know, Will Smith, Chris Stratton, you think of the guys they left. None of those moves were really surprises. That doesn't mean that losing Mitch Garver you know, is a good thing or anything, but it just, it wasn't really a surprise. The Rangers didn't need to sign him, especially with White Langford coming up. The closest thing to anything that wasn't calm and quiet brought us was Adolis Garcia had that gone to arbitration. Sure. But two things there. One, it didn't go to arbitration. And two, even if it did, it wasn't a question of whether he would be a Ranger or not. It was just a matter of you know, whether he'd be ticked off about the whole arbitration process. And, you know, they were able to get that all taken care of. So you're right. There really wasn't a, a whole lot uh, of controversy. There wasn't a whole lot of, uh, you know, intense negotiation. The Rangers didn't, you know, have anyone demand more money and demand a trade. You know, none of that. Yes, right. the waters were calm. Uh, but, you know, the Rangers absolutely need guys who, uh, you know, are on the younger side of that hill to continue to grow. And, you know, they obviously need this bullpen to, to perform better than it did last year. And it's not just about David Robertson and Kirby Yates and, 
you know, maybe a guy like Diego Castillo who was signed to a minor league deal. But what about, you know, to, to Dawson's question, what about a guy like Mark Church? You know, what about a guy who's come up through the system who can also, you know, be a young arm, a fresh arm who's new to the league to maybe uh, have an impact? There are going to be some opportunities for guys like that. Mark Church, Antoine Kelly, just a couple of the names. Where do you expect to see Wyatt Langford starting out spring training in terms of uh, positionally, defensively, in the outfield? And do you feel like that'll tell us something about the, the long-term plans because there's a bit of a log jam there? Yeah, I mean, the long-term plan is for him to play in the outfield, right? Uh, that's that's not I, – I don't think that's going to change. I think it's more, Eric, you know, what, what are the Rangers going to do in the immediate? And I'll, I'll try to break this down as, as concisely as I can, but – you know, you're not none of the three guys, as long as they're there, unless you bench Laoti Tavares, none of them uh, are guys who you necessarily are eager to throw in the DH spot, right? I think Adolis Garcia could benefit from a couple games a month, three games a month, maybe DHing, but he just won a gold glove. Mm-hmm. Laoti Tavares's value uh, is at least half as a defender, and Evan Carter's a really good defender. So with Wyatt Langford, this is one of the things that's just not quantifiable, but He's not, a, he's not a guy who's going to be a long-term DH. He's a guy who's a really good athlete who has a chance to be a pretty good defender. But if he is going to come up and his role is going to be primarily as a DH, even if he starts uh, one or two games a week in the outfield, that's sometimes tough for a young player to deal with mentally. You're just trying to figure out how you can contribute. Let's take Evan Carter when he got called up last year. We didn't know he was going to hit the ground running the way he did offensively. You know, you just never know with these guys. But what we did know was the game shouldn't change on the bases for him and it shouldn't change in the field. So even if he's scuffling a little bit of the plate, this guy's going to be able to go home, look in the mirror, and probably say, hey, I'm helping this team defensively and I'm helping them on the bases. When you're a DH, the only way you can help the team is when you're in the box. And if you're not getting on base, you're not able to help the team in any other way. And so the Rangers, I think, have to make the decision, do we want to bring Wyatt Langford up right away and have him DH? Uh, more often than play the field, or do we want him to go to AAA, kick kick ass for two weeks, a month, whatever, know that he's the next man up if someone gets hurt, and then when he forces the issue, we're going to call him up and we'll figure out a way to make it work. I think that's the big question the Rangers have to answer. Long-term, he's a corner outfielder, uh, but in the immediate, he's you know going to have to kind of mixed between DHing and, and playing one of those corner spots. He's going to have to be a great bat to make up for the drop-off in defense that they could get out there, don't you think? The big league level? Yeah, no, no for, yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I think at the end of the day, the Rangers do need a DH, right? So if you want to stack them up, not, let's forget the outfield side of it. Is he your best option as a DH? You know, that, that's a question you can answer or ask, and maybe the answer is yes. Maybe it's you know, for sure, White Langford over Justin Foscue. Uh, but then, yeah, when you, you add the outfield component into the mix, then, you know, that, that's a different discussion. Ultimately, you know, he's a good defender now, and he's got a chance to improve. Remember, he was a catcher when he first went to Florida. So he's still, I mean, I don't want to say he's learning the position, like he doesn't know what he's doing, but you know, there's still room, plenty of room for development okay. there as an outfielder. I did so, not know that. you know, it'll be interesting to see what he does. Thank you, Broski. When are you going to be in surprise? Uh, next Thursday. All righty.
We will uh, we'll chat with you soon. We'll see you next Tuesday, the hot stove. One more hot stove from Sands there Tuesday night here, and then he's off to surprise next Thursday. We'll be there a week uh, from Sunday, about nine days away now, so we're very much looking forward to that. And looking forward to an edition of Football's Finest with Eric Chiafalo. What kind of content are we looking at here, Zip? Lots of quarterback content, including, uh, including some incoming draft prospects, but will this big-name quarterback be left at the offseason altar next year in the nation? We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.